Imagine a world in which it's okay for women to just be who they are, to lead themselves, their families, their teams, their organizations from a position of authenticity. Imagine a world where women who challenge the status quo are liberated into making the impact that we need into creating a world that works better for us. Welcome to Lady Rebel Leader. Hello, Lady Rebel Leaders, and this is another solo episode, and they're, they're things I'm embracing. It feels very, very weird to me just to be talking to myself, but I'm visualizing the crowd. I'm visualizing you listening in from wherever you are, doing whatever you're doing, and I'd like to thank you for being here with me for probably the next 10, 15 minutes. It's going to be short, and I'm moved to talk about stress, <laughs> and I think Probably a lot of people can relate to stress at the moment. You know, we've had the two years, two and a bit years of the pandemic, the uncertainty arising around that, the consequences the pandemic has brought to so many people. And our background stress is still going to be higher than it was two and a half, three years ago, even if we think we're okay, because there's just still that much uncertainty. We've got all the financial issues. Obviously, we've got conflict in the world in a way that we haven't had for a while as well. And stress, dealing with feelings of overwhelm is something that comes up a lot in my coaching. You know, we are women who are pulled in myriad directions. We have got multiple caregiving roles, even if it's just to our pets, you know, we still have these obligations that extend well beyond the focus that we want to have professionally wherever we are in relation to that as well. And obviously, life as it ebbs and flows will have those moments where we are really up against it. And I think I have been there probably for the last four months in a way that I haven't for a while. And that's, you know, I'm a, 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 an only child. I am married. I have a son. I have my parents who live a five minute walk away and moved here three years ago so that, you know, they are aging so that I could be there because they both have complicated health histories, they are getting more frail, and it felt better to have them a five-minute walk away than an hour and a half away. So we made this conscious decision, and we have been blessed that for two and a half years, it had been working fine. And when I say fine, it means that basically that, you know, we were rubbing along okay, everything was all right, their health was okay, everything was stable. Obviously, we then had the pandemic, but what's been happening since the start of this year is that I have had to step up and support them in a way that I haven't probably ever in my life. And it has been really, really challenging, like in, in a way that I didn't really give myself credit for, for at the time. So, you know, being the taxi service to take them to appointments, doing shopping, you know, being there just to just to be there, you know, and at the same time, trying to run a business, trying to grow a business, trying to service my immediate family, make sure that my son is supported, that my husband's supported, make sure our cats are still fed and trying to not lose it, you know, 
And I have to admit, on several occasions, I failed. On several occasions, I absolutely did lose it because it just felt too much. You know, it just felt like I had no energy, like I couldn't focus, like I was resenting and angry for the situation that I had preempted and actually wanted to be able to support and engage with knowing that, you know, the life we have is, is finite and these opportunities won't always be here. But yeah, it has been so, so tough. And I have a range of strategies for dealing with stress. And I just want to talk you through one today because it's something that when I started using it, I'm trying to think, best part of a year ago, two years ago nearly, people kind of looked at me and were like, what? (laughs) They didn't really get it. And I've always prided myself on being a supportive evidence-based practice. Okay. I'm a former psychologist. Well, I'm still a psychologist. I'm a former researcher. Evidence-based practice has been my, my thing for, you know, 20 odd years. But I came across a technique that I experienced myself, that I subsequently got trained in, that was so ridiculously powerful. And the science is now starting to catch up and provide the evidence for the underlying mechanisms and how it works, which quietens that kind of little voice in my head. But the beauty of it is that it's simple. The beauty of it is that we can do it ourselves if we are just dealing with that kind of everyday stress. It can also be used to work and heal trauma, which I've also done with clients. But you need to have a licensed practitioner to do that. But I would just love to invite you in really to a moment of calm because I now feel that I'm shifting out of a position where I can embrace the calm too. And my wish for you for the next four or five minutes is that you just spend some time being present. I'll talk you through the technique and then you can use it yourself, see how you go. And hopefully it's just another tool in your toolkit of how you deal with stress. So when we think of stress, when we think of that kind of chronic stress, we have a neurochemical reaction to it. You know, we get that internal sensation of maybe kind of like agitation, maybe that feeling that we're kind of like running all the time, even though we're standing still, our heart rate increases, as we might feel warmer, you know, we've got higher levels of blood pumping around our body. We feel like we're engaging in exercise, even if we're just sat still quietly. And what is fueling that sensation is a combination of adrenaline and cortisol. And when we get that combination of high adrenaline, high cortisol, that's usually associated with feelings of frustration, anxiety, and worry. But what it also does, that combination of of chemicals, is it suppresses other chemicals, which actually keep us feeling motivated, keep us feeling connected, keep us feeling goal-oriented and achievement-motivated. So things like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and testosterone. And another time that we experience severe stress is when we get that sense of complete collapse, you know, where you literally could just sit on the sofa for days and not engage your brain and just want to veg out and scroll forever, you know, watching Netflix for days. When you're in that kind of can't focus, can't raise the energy, you're in a state of kind of collapse. And what that's usually due to is the fact that you've got really high levels of cortisol, but actually you've got high levels of acetylcholine levels as well. And 
sorry, low levels of acetylcholine. And the acetylcholine kind of like draws you down in combination with the, with the cortisol. So you get that kind of disengagement. Yeah. And I've definitely got over the last few, few weeks and months, probably been toggling between those two, toggling between the frustration, anxiety, and worry, and that kind of the internal aggressiveness that that brings, you know, the, the frustration, intolerance, like you want things done now. You want people to take the load. You just want people to understand. You want people to step up. You don't want to have to tell people what you're feeling because it should be bloody obvious, or at least that's what's going on in my head when I get that stressed. But equally, if you're like me, you don't really want to ask for help either. (laughs) So nobody can win, particularly not myself when I'm really, really stressed. So what we need to do is engage in techniques that boost something called DHEA and also maintains a level of acetylcholine. Because what we want to move towards is actually getting reignited, getting reconnected with our passion, getting re-motivated, feeling connected with people. And DHEA is a natural substance that kind of acts like a steroid. And if we kind of drew DHEA out of our bodies and manufactured it, it would be banned because it is that strong a natural steroid. So it's very much about enhancing performance. And when we have that in combination with acetylcholine, it puts us actually in that state of flow, you know, where you're content, you're curious, you're receptive, you're open to ideas, you're being creative in your thinking, life feels easy. And if we have high adrenaline with DHEA, what we then get is enthusiasm, motivation, and passion. You know, we get that real drive because through that process, We've also boosted our dopamine, which keeps us motivated, our oxytocin, which is that hug chemical, which keeps us feeling connected to people, our serotonin, which gives us a sense of status and confidence, and our testosterone, which gives us that goal orientation. So the processes we need to engage in, the stress management techniques we need to use have to be about reducing cortisol and boosting DHEA. That's really what we're trying to do. And the thing is, there are um, uh, masses of ways that we can do that. One that we always talk about when we think about dealing with stress and anxiety are breathing techniques. And the beauty of breathing techniques like box breathing, like recovery breathing, is that they really do kind of like shortcut. They boost DHEA and acetylcholine. Okay, so we get into that state of flow, relaxation. It calms us down. Now, if we want to increase the the feeling, the expression of that even further, we can do something called havening. And this is the technique that I'm going to talk you through. It will probably be new to you as it was to me a couple of years ago. And like I say, I've just been blown away by the results I get when I use this technique with people, whether or not it's to help people overcome limiting beliefs, whether or not it's to help them overcome sense of overwhelm. There are a range of ways that we can use this. Okay. So if you're intrigued at the end of going through this with me, then just drop me an email and let's have a taster session. So havening is touch-based, okay? What this means is that when we kind of hold our own hand and when we hold the hand of somebody else, it boosts oxytocin, okay? So that makes us feel immediately more connected. We know that if we hug somebody for 13 seconds, that's how long we need to hug them for in order to boost that sense of, oh, I'm connected to you again. Okay. So the fact that havening is touch-based means that it automatically begins to work on that level of connection. 
So we can feel connected back to ourselves if we start havening. Now, in order to haven, you can do one of three things. The first is literally rub your the palms of your hands over each other as though you're kind of like wringing your hands under warm water. Okay. So running your fingertips from the heel of one hand to the fingertips of the others so that the palms are sliding past each other. And you don't want to do it hard. You just need to have enough touch so that you can tell that you're connected. The second way of doing this is to cross your hands across your chest so that your left hand is on your right shoulder and your right hand is on your left shoulder. And what you're going to do is to brush down your arms from the shoulder to your elbow and then up to the shoulder and down to the elbow and up to the shoulder and down to the elbow. And you can extend this to go all the way down your arms and cross your hands again. So you kind of incorporate the hand havening too. And the third one is to use your face. And what we do here is we place the palms of our hands kind of across the top of our face so that our palms are towards our mouth and our fingertips are to the top of our head. And we can just brush our face down. Okay. So from the top of the crown of our head down to our chin, just with the flat hand. Now, what you might realize is that some of these things are things we naturally gravitate towards doing if we see somebody in distress. You know, we might go up to somebody and just rub the side of their face, that rub their cheek with our fingers. We might go up to somebody and rub their back, rub their arms. We hold each other's hands as a sign of reassurance. So these are natural things we already do that we now have a better understanding of how to harness in order to reduce stress. So have a go at all those three and see which one feels best for you, because you will have a natural preference. And what I want you to do if you're feeling stressed is to then combine the havening touch of your choice just with some deep breathing. Now, I'm not going to pace deep breathing for you. Everybody has a natural rhythm. But if, for example, you do box breathing, then breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out fully for four, hold for four and keep going round. Now, if you combine that with havening, you will fi find that over five, six minutes, you will just relax and you will feel so much more centered. It works even better if you sit kind of with a, a good posture with your feet flat on the floor, because that gives you a sense of being grounded too. So sitting grounded, engaging with box breathing and applying havening touch is one way that you can really, really, really start to calm down. If you need something to occupy your mind as you're doing this, and sometimes, you know, it can be quite difficult to keep our thoughts at bay, then I'd invite you to think about your favorite place to be. The place that you go to that keeps you feeling safe, that keeps you feeling loved, that brings you joy. And as you're breathing deeply, applying havening touch, just imagine that you're walking around that place, that you're with the people you love, and that you know deep down, regardless of what life is throwing at you, you have everything you need to be able to cope.
So take a moment, explore the place you've chosen. Make sure that everything about it is in technicolor, that you can hear what's going on. You can be present to the scent. You can feel the environment around you. That you can almost taste what it feels like to be there. And continue your deep breathing. Continue the havening touch. And remind yourself again that no matter how hard things are, you have everything you need to cope. And when you've done this for a few minutes, just come out, open your eyes, go back to your normal pace of breathing, stop havening, and move on with your day. So I hope that's new to you. I hope you found some value in it. I would love your feedback. If you would like to explore how havening can help with changing your beliefs to overcome maybe situations that you know are holding you back, if you have a memory that gets triggered that kind of you know is holding you back, um, particularly in your leadership, in your business, whatever it is, then let's have a conversation about how we can use havening to help because it is incredibly powerful, okay? And one of the other mechanisms you might find that having done this for a while, you feel a bit sleepy. Now, it's not a coincidence. Havening triggers a higher rate of delta brainwaves. Delta brainwaves are associated with non-REM sleep. So, you know, that dreamless sleep. So you may find that you are yawning as you're now kind of coming out of it. That's all perfectly normal. Okay, there's nothing to worry about. That is just an artifact of going through this process. But it is for me, it's beautifully simple. It's beautifully gentle and it is beautifully powerful. So I hope it's helped and I look forward to having you with me in my next episode. (laughs) 